All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. It is always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 264. And we are a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite each and every one of you to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. And if you want to make fun of my trophy list, or Jake's trophy list. You can find me at anchor list underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at Jake Saw 01. And as always, you can write the show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments, rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, we are a video podcast as well or a video cast. Um, and you can watch the show if you prefer over at our YouTube channel. And for new and or long-time listeners, we have a Patreon. This is a site where you can support our show for $1 a month, and it's at a tier called the one and only $1 Club. So head on over to patreon.com, P.S. This is awesome, slash P.S. This is awesome, sorry, uh, to become a $1 patron. And you can get a free die-cut vinyl sticker mailed you in the mail, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. And that dollar every month probably won't buy you anything but maybe a little thing of Tic Tacs. But it will help us out immensely every month. And uh, the more of you we can get to do that, the better we feel about ourselves and uh, the better show we're going to deliver. You get what you pay for. No, I'm just kidding. You guys, we don't expect any kind of money from any one of you. But uh, if you can throw a buck our way, we are more than grateful for it. And uh, with that out of the way, Jake, how are you this lovely cold evening? Yeah, the weather is cold. It was like really sunny today, like bright blue skies, super sunny. So I decided to take the dogs for a walk, and it turns out it was like 38 degrees outside. So I, I, I just went out in a hoodie, and I was fucking frozen by the time I got back. Yeah. But it was nice to be out in the sun. I agree. I'm, it's always good to get a little bit of vitamin D, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been... uh I took I took Charlie for uh, I don't want to say it out loud because he's sitting here next to me on the chair. I don't know if well, the viewers can actually see him today, um, but we're just hanging out down here in the studio. The wife's out having a girls' night. Some comedian in town, um, Zane Landry or something, at, at Voodoo, and I guess he's uh, funny or something. She, they went to Cabaret at the Academy earlier, and uh, I don't know. They're just having a whole day of it. So it's been boys' night in Charlie and I. But yeah, we went out for one of those things also, and same, um, I didn't wear, I did have a jacket actually, I, I put a jacket on. Um, I've been rocking the old uh, uh, flannel with a hoodie underneath. Uh, I think it's a nice, nostalgic look, and it's also very warm, doubled layer, but I did throw a jacket on top, and I, uh, yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice little time, and to the point about the weather, uh, this shit in Ohio is freaking everybody out around here. I don't know if anyone's seen on the news. Um, the train wreck? Yeah. The, East Palestine, yeah. Yeah. It's it's literally – it's not us. I feel so bad for everyone who's been displaced. But, um, man, it's only an hour and 26 minutes from where we're at. And uh, there's a – well, where I'm at, it's probably closer to you, huh? Is it closer to you? Um. Yeah. I mean – it, it, I'm farther west than you, so yeah, I would by def- default be a little bit closer mm. to me. But yeah, I guess like it's whatever got spilled. I don't know if it was like chemicals or or fuel or mm-hmm. something like that. But like a bunch of wildlife is 
dying and like fish are just are, dead. And the groundwater is infiltrated. Yeah. It's it's in the Ohio River Basin. So then like you got to figure out which way the water goes. And it's like, you know, they did a, con- a quote unquote controlled burn and it left like a mushroom cloud. It, it happened in East Palestine, Ohio. And uh, it's just a small rural neighborhood, and this train rips through there, and it derailed, and uh, it had chemicals on on it that apparently can be used to make mustard gas. And uh, they're just like, well, we can't leave this environment, so we're just going to fucking burn it all. So they burn all this shit, and then if you look at the pictures, it left this incredible, incredible mushroom cloud over this city and uh, this town, and you can see it just falling out of the sky back down to the ground and like yeah there's a guy who had like a a a shelter for foxes and all their faces got all swollen up domestic animals are like like puking getting sick uh fish are dead in the creeks and uh i mean they're saying this is gonna be huge because it's up in the air and now the wind just takes it right and then it lands wherever it lands and uh, there's a lot of people within like a three three mile or three hour radius uh, are really really nervous. The EPA got involved, and uh, you know the, it, they're pretty much saying it's in the hands of the state. So Ohio is doing tests and stuff, and they did a mandatory evacuation. And they said, you know, it, failure to cooperate with this evacuation of the entire town could result in death. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we got to fucking go. So then they were like, oh, yeah, you can come back. And then they're like, what about tests? You know, you, is it safe to come back? And they're like, sure, but we don't have the test results yet. And we're not going to test anything yet until, like, we think it's safe enough to test. Like, we just said that we can come back. <laughs> so, like, a lot of mixed messaging over there. And uh, I know in Allegheny County, they did detect the chemicals in the air, but they said that. As far as the actual air quality itself, it hasn't been impacted, which is, again, weird mixed messaging. Um, the, the EPA uh, in, in Allegheny County, which is, you know, like Pittsburgh area, have, have found these chemicals in, their, in the air. And uh, they didn't indicate how much, but they did say that the air quality remained the same. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, it, it just means that it's it's they can detect even like the smallest, smallest sure. molecules sure. in the fucking air. And but as far as like, it's so small that it's not going to hurt you. Dude, I'm not a scientist. So I'm not trying to spread fear or anything. I just it's just like, man, if something like that happens. It raises concern. And uh Man, I just I just feel bad for him who's displaced. Displaced. We were talking about the weather, and I'm just fuck, man. It's almost like a nuclear winter here right now because of that train wreck. Not really. It's not that bad. But I saw videos, weird videos of people like going there and like tossing rocks in the creeks, and out of nowhere they look looks just like regular water, and all of a sudden like all this oily shit rises to the top. And uh, there were guys like running these fucking septic tank things in in the waterways there. And like a reporter went by and he was like, hey, you know, can you tell me what what it is you guys are actually doing here? And the worker was just pointed to a phone number on a whiteboard and just said, we were told we can't talk about it. You got to call this number. And he's like, what? (laughs) So they wouldn't even tell him what they're doing. Um, Probably for legal reasons, of course, you know. But yeah, fish are definitely just littered everywhere on the banks and all over the rivers there. It's really sad. Um, And fish are pretty fucking resilient. So, I mean... 
I don't know. It makes you wonder what the fuck is happening. But I don't know. We're here to talk about video games. Um, man, uh, I'm doing well. First of all, I'm doing well, Jake. I'm glad you're doing well. I have a long weekend. Do you have Monday off because of President's Day? Fuck no. I only get the major holidays off. I don't get these bankers holidays off like you do. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to think about my favorite president on Monday. So uh, <laughs> I'm not working. Uh, Sarah, Sarah gets Monday off too. She works in the school. But nice. No, I. I mean, I I worked basically every day for the past two weeks, including the weekend. So yeah, I don't. I'm just busy. But yeah, it's cool to have some time off. I envy you. Yeah, you should. You should. All the state workers were complaining. Um, all the government workers were all complaining because uh, this is uh, the longest skid um, that we have to endure without. After after this this Monday, we have to go until Memorial Day in May without having a, a paid vacation. And everyone was like all like annoyed about it. Yeah, like oh now we got we got three months of going into work straight without a break. And it's actually so fucking lucky. So it's just so funny to me, though. But shit, man. You guys don't get you guys don't get uh, a day off for Easter. No, no, I, don't. I think it's like, that's surprising. I think it's church and state, right? Separation of church and state, or something. I, I think there some of those. I guess, you get a I day guess off I for Christmas, that. though. So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Nothing for Easter, hmm. dude. But uh, anyways, how about we talk about some video games? We got a good show here today. We're going to talk about PSVR two. And uh, we've got a great question here in a little bit from Big Box. But first, we're going to talk about games that we're playing. Jake, I booted up. Ollie Ollie World was free this month for PS Plus members. I downloaded it. It was an easy install. This game's really fucking cool. I'm not very far. I just got into the point where you grind. They teach you how to grind in the game. It's all done so far with flips of the left analog stick. I don't even think the right analog stick does anything, but it's just jump pushing with X, pushing the board, you know, and then flipping left, right, up, down to launch, and then you hit left, right, up, down again, and you can grind, and you launch, and you go. And they give you kind of like a, a mini checklist like they do on Tony Hawk. Um, but it's a much smaller checklist. It's like do a heel flip over three bananas, you know, and you're fucking going. There's like these weird bananas on the – it's just – it's one dimension. It's just you go left to right and then you got to make sure you do the right trick over the thing and then you check that off on the checklist. And, uh, you know, if you don't hit all the check boxes the first time, you can go restart and it saves all your previous – so if you hit any checkboxes on your first run, they'll stay checked. So you can kind of keep whittling away. Some of those jumps are really tough. Um, the worlds are laid out like Mario 3, which is awesome. So it just – the creative skater is awesome to you. It's a very smooth interface. It's a super smooth um, – gameplay super, super smooth. But uh, just the art style and everything's really, really well done. And uh, it kind of pulls you out and then you just go to like the next level and then you like move the mouse and you click on the next level and then you see your skater like skate to it and then it opens up and that's where you're at. And then all these – the story is there's a skate god. There's not much of a story. There's a skate god that keeps the balance between something and something and the skate god apparently has to relinquish their position after so long and they're looking for the next skater that can be the skate god. So you're like working to be the skate god. And – uh and they're, have, they're holding a contest. So every level is like the judges who are like, 
up there with the skate god and they're just trying to pitch you tips and tricks and like they're like how well you know can you do this here's how you grind and they're like oh yeah the last one your last entrant for the contest let's see what you got so I'm kind of working my way through that tutorial, just learn grinds and like, wow, you know, you've got a natural ability, but they're not really talking. It's like, rap, 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 rap. And, then, and then it shows like what they're saying, you know, um, it's a really fucking rad game and there's different worlds. I, I think the, the first world is probably all tutorial and then the, it's all one big landmass, but it's sectioned off almost like the five boroughs of like New York or something. It's, it's like, boom. And then there's like levels in there and then boom and levels in there it's really cool man it's an awesome game um i'd like to jump into it a little more it's a game you can definitely pick up and put down real fast you don't there's no commitment to it it's not time commitment um it's a really fucking rad game and uh, i never played the first ollie ollie game ollie ollie world's awesome um plug it away at mass effect 3 this game is not grabbing me yet um i want it to badly and uh, I just so you know where I'm at. I'm I am at the point where we get to the moon and we're trying to rescue. The very beginning, the Ark Prime somebody, and you find out that that person's dead. A minor spoiler, and then uh, I think that is kind of the catalyst for the rest of the the story. You know, um, you're trying to. I think you're trying to get like this weapon piece together or something. I don't know if that's the main plot of the story or whatever to to take out the Reapers and and. Uh, essentially, man, we just made it to the moon. I cleared that out. I fought some big things. I talked to the people there. And then we recruited a dude who looks like Garrus. Uh, and he's coming. He's like a big oh, like you a are, leader. You are the, the moon of Palavin, not the moon, Earth's moon. Maybe, yeah. You're talking about – yeah, Palavin is the, is the, uh, the Turian homeworld. And it's under attack by the Reapers, and you right. drop on the moon to to try and find. Yeah, and that's where you that's where you bump into Garrus, right? Yeah, Garrus is there. Not gone that far yet. I, okay. well, I think Garrus is there, and then I and then, but I'm I'm recruiting like the 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 the, the Primarch or whatever, yeah, the tactician yeah. um, of the of the army there to come with me. And he's like, "Well, you know what this means, like, you know, I won't be here to help my army, and we'll probably die by the Reapers' hands." <laughs> Or whatever. So I've just recruited that guy. Um, anyways, I'll, I'll go ahead. My it's we'll talk about it, I guess, more in, yeah. in the spoiler cast or whatever. But my emotions with that game were just up and down mm. the whole time I was playing mm. it. I I like was really liking it, and then it was really dragging for me, and some things were irritating me about it, and then I was really liking it again, and then I don't know. It's. Uh, I can understand after beating it because I—I'll be honest—I beat this game when it came out, and I didn't remember literally anything about it. <laughs> I was playing through it, and I was like, I don't remember any of this at all. But um, yeah, we'll get to I, that in the spoiler cast. I don't know. Like it's yeah, I understand. It's understandable why it's a, di- a divisive game yeah. in the, it for Mass Effect. Does but. not have its hooks in me yet at all. Like I have no want to play it. The only the only want that I have to play it is so that I can get done with it, so we can do the podcast um, about it. But maybe it'll sink its teeth into me. The other game that I picked up, I saw an advertisement. Pinball Effects is uh, free, and uh, they give you one free table. And then the other tables you buy is DLC. But I got in there and I was like, fuck, man. You you know I have a, a, an Achilles heel on pinball, man. It's it's one of my weaknesses. When I start playing these games, I can't fucking stop. The free table they gave me, I probably played it like fucking 45 times. Um, 
two nights ago. I couldn't. I woke up, didn't have time to shower to go to work. Like, dude, I was fucking up to like four in the morning playing pinball effects, and I had to be up at like six, <laughs> and I just couldn't stop playing this game. Um, pinball is one of those games that, like, yeah, it you can just you know smash the flippers and like hit the ball around, but knowing how to unlock the mini games on the tables and actually beat the mini games on the tables and not lose the ball and uh man it's so fun it's it's so challenging but when you start learning the table and understanding like where to flip the flipper how to manipulate the ball how to get it to where you need it to go man it's so good there's actually a uh youtube uh had a had a Man, a trailer for maybe a new movie coming out, or it's actually a Netflix show coming out. It's actually just called Pinball, and uh, this is relevant. Um, pinball used to be illegal because it was considered a game of chance, so they they considered it kind of like gambling. I don't know if you could win money playing pinball, but you know, it was illegal in a lot of places. And this movie is about a person who got so good at a pinball machine. He took it to Congress or something and was like, I can prove this is a skill-based game and not a game of luck. And, he, and like, he had to play, like, one, I don't know, one round of pinball and, like, prove that, like, he could just master it. And it's not luck. Um, it's skill. And, like, I think he won it over. And then they delegalized pinball machines. Um, what a fucking game. Could you imagine, like, trying, you get, like, one chance to, like, be perfect? I don't know how much that's rooted in reality, but I do know that pinball was illegal for a long time. It was like considered like a gambling machine. Um, so back to pinball effects. It's cool, and uh, I'm just waiting for this to come to VR two or something because there'd be nothing like playing. I didn't. I know they had pinball for VR, PlayStation VR, and I never never tried it because uh, that was just kind of a pain in the ass to put the headset on and get into all that shit and. At the time, I didn't want to pay for all these separate tables, and I had the ones I was really good at, like Gorgar and like the Fun House, and um, there were some other ones I got really good at, and those weren't on the 3D pinball that I for VR. But I'm willing to step into pinball in VR for sure. Um, hopefully, Pinball FX makes its way there, but it's free right now in the store. You can download it, and I think the the free table they give you is like some sort of it's like a Wild West themed thing where you're like a lady that's like a lady uh, gunslinger. And uh, it's got all the tropes where it's just, you know, the, the mean sheriff. And, and when you hit the ball different places, you know, he's like, don't come back to my town again. <laughs> you know, and then he do shit. And then, like, she's like, I've never lost a duel yet. Or something like, you know, just stupid sayings like that. They make pinball fucking pinball. Those quippy lines. And, like, dude, it's so fucking awesome and class. I don't think it's I don't think pinball effects tables are actually real tables. I think they're made for the game. Um, and they have like a Borderlands table and they have like some other shit, but they, the mechanics and the physics are really good. So it's really fun. And they have this online thing where you – this is actually really cool. Everyone who has a game, has the game, can enter into a daily contest where it's like what's the highest score you can get with one ball? One attempt and then you just fucking play the one ball, and then as soon as your turn's over, it saves your score, and that's that for the day for that challenge. And it's a it's an online leaderboard. They do some really cool things. It's just like, oh fuck, man! Some people could get really, really good at that. And uh, some of the scores were just ridiculous. I tried it. I, I 
did fucking terrible. But it's not my table. Um, get Gorgar on there, and I'll I'll show some people what's up. Uh, anyways, I also purchased Jake a, a one terabyte SSD. I told you about this over the phone, and uh, easy to install. Super easy if anyone's looking to do this. The reason behind this, it's 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 in addition to the terabyte that's already on the uh, PlayStation. This is the uh, SSD M2 whatever RAM. Um, not RAM, but uh, memory. And uh, you open up the bottom. It's the bottom of the PlayStation 5. And then there's like a little cover. It's regular screwdriver. You pull it out and the expansion slot's right there. And you just got to make sure your RAM has a heat sink on it. If it doesn't, don't fucking install it. Just make sure. I know WD is the brain that I got. Um, but uh, you just take it, and then you actually have to unscrew this spacer that they already have in that slot because all the RAM are different lengths. So you just have to find out where the spacer is going to line up with the RAM you're putting in and put the spacer down after you unscrew it and then just chip in your fucking RAM and just lay it down and screw it in and then put the, the top back on it and put your covers back on and you power it up and it's like, hey, we've detected the M2 whatever SSD of this amount. Um, it needs formatted. you want to format it? You're like, yeah, and now it's just ready. The only thing I don't like about it is you can't tell the PlayStation 5 to... You, you tell it where you want it to install games. So right now I have it installing games to my just regular hard drive. But if I want it to install games on the expanded drive, I have to go into settings and tell it to do that, which is annoying. Um, so it's like you have to like actually manage what games go on that. I just want it to know like, hey, listen, use the main drive first. If it's full, put it on the fucking expansion. Like I don't want to have to go in and flip a switch in the settings so it knows what to do. Um, that's kind of annoying. But I want to put all my PSVR games on my console that I buy for PSVR 2 because uh, this is my reason behind it because they're kind of showpieces. Like if you have guests, um, I don't want to have to like re-download a VR 2 game just to show somebody how cool it is. And uh, I just want them at my availability. And uh, I'm not having issues with memory right now. I had to delete a couple things here and there to install, I think, Grand Theft Auto V at one point or to install some of these bigger downloads. But um, – for the most part, I'm getting it mainly so that I can just house some VR2 games without feeling like I'm imposing upon my regular gaming. Um, so that was my purpose behind it. But it's really easy. If anyone wants to has any questions, YouTube has tons of videos about it. You can write us. Uh, I can give you some advice on it. Um, it was super simple. But I would just reference YouTube videos because people know a lot more about that shit than I do. But I just followed some stuff that I saw on there. Sony has a really good video on how to do it. Um, just follow it. Check it out. If you want to expand it, it's super. Just make sure the solid state stuff that you're getting is compatible with the PS5 and that there's a heat sink. And then it should be just really simple. And it was for me. Jake, what have you been playing? Um, what have you been doing gaming-wise? I, I forgot. You've been talking for so long. I had a lot of shit going on this week, man. T- taking, taking fucking 20 minutes to explain your pinball and... Did, was it a is it a Western Digital Black hard drive that your yes. SSD that you bought? Yeah, those are good hard drives. Um, but yeah, you're right. Once you pop the cover off, M2 drives are like stupid easy to install. You literally just push it in, push it down, put a screw in, you're done. So simple. And but uh, there's no wires because they they use the same the same interface on PCs now. So it's like like the, the SSD in my 
Um, my PC has the same same interface. That's awesome. Anyway, I beat Mass Effect three, so I um, have been playing. I started Hogwarts Legacy, and I'm not very far in it. I'm probably <laughs> the 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 save file says two hours, but that's not right. I I, I wonder if it's like because it's not in minutes; it's in hours. So I wonder if like you know, I it, I could be two hours and fifty nine minutes, but it just says two hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Um, cause I've definitely played it more than two hours, but, uh, it's cool. I, I'm excited to play more of it. I haven't gotten that, gotten really far in it. If anyone's played this game, they know that it's got like a really, um, a really long kind of starting section. Cause there's like, you do this like initial kind of little adventure with this guy as you're on your way to school and then you have to get your... Um, what house you're in and then you have to get introduced to your first classes and then you have to go get all of your gear. And then so like, it's like a few hours, three or four hours before the world even opens up to you. Mm. And so I'm not even quite there yet. I think I'm, I'm, I'm probably around three hours in and I just, for people who have played the game, I just finished the part where you go to Hogsmeade and you get all of your stuff, like your wand mm. and all that shit. So I did my first couple of classes and all this crap. But uh, it's awesome. The game is really impressive. I I don't know a lot about this Avalanche Studios, but I will say that just in terms of like the style and the the stuff that you do and like the world and Hogwarts and everything it's all so whimsical and and they do a really good job of like I don't I never read any of the books I just watched the movies but they do a really good job of like capturing the the atmosphere and uh Sarah was watching me play it a little bit and she picked up on a whole bunch of stuff, even in the first couple of hours that were like that people that read the books and stuff would know wow. what this, what, what it is like, like, so it's like a love like, letter oh, these to are... Harry Potter in a way. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's definitely a fan servicey type game, but it's also seems like it's very cool. The combat seems like it could be really fun. Mm. Um, there's like all these different, you know, you can dodge and parry and block and you have to use different types of spells to like counteract different enemies, um, like defenses and stuff like that. And, uh, just the look of everything's really cool. The, the graphics are like good and bad at the same time. Like they're good, but like everything's really stylized. So some things maybe don't look quite as good as others. Yeah. If you turn on like the ray tracing fidelity with ray tracing, everything looks really good, but I can't fucking stand to play the game at a lower frame rate. So I'm just running it on performance mode and it still looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Honestly, the one presentational gripe about it that I have so far is that um, we forget playing these Sony first party games about things like how important good audio mixes uh, in a game yeah. where like 
if you think about a game like The Last of Us or something, or even God of War or whatever, when you're running around, like shit feels spatially correct and all of that mm-hmm. when you're running around. And in this game, there are certain instances where it's a little bit jarring. Like there's not enough nuance to like the spatial awareness of the audio. And uh, that might be kind of a weird way to say it, but it it seems like the audio could have been mixed a little bit better for this game. Um, but maybe they just, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's one of the drawbacks of this game. I don't know. But but all in all, I'm really happy with it so far. And I'm excited to go back in and, and, and play some more of it. Uh, the only other gripe I have about it, and to me, this is like, I don't understand how, how this happened. In-game, so there's two things. In-game, you can't change the graphics mode from like fidelity to performance and all that. Right. If you change it, you have to completely exit out of the game to your PlayStation 5 home screen and then restart the game before the changes take effect. That's so stupid. You can't you can't just change it in the menu and then go back to playing it, which is annoying, but I only did it once then back to switch it back to performance mode. So it wasn't a huge deal. Um, the other thing is is I cannot fucking stand it when a game doesn't let you pause during cutscenes. Because some of the cutscenes, at least at the beginning of this game, are pretty long. And so, like, there was an instance last night where I was trying to get some... some. This game kind of started before I went to my hockey game. And I had to leave. But I was, like, in the middle of the fucking sorting hat section. So I have to, like, put my PS5 in rest mode and hope that, like, it doesn't... Now, granted, there's a whole bunch of autosaves. You don't lose a bunch of place or whatever. So it's not, like, a huge deal. But it's like in today's day and age, you should be able to pause anywhere in the game, cutscenes, anything like that. I don't understand why you can't. I the other agree. thing is, is the other thing is, is that there is no way in game for you to turn off the adaptive triggers, which for me is a problem because I understand that people really like them. I fucking hate playing with the adaptive triggers on. I just, especially when you're doing like all these button mashy things with the triggers and stuff in the combat and everything. I don't want the controller to be fighting me while I'm, while I'm playing the game. And that, I know that that's a personal preference. A lot of people, most people even probably like having it on, but the fact that I can't turn it off in the menu and I have to actually go into my PS five system settings and turn off adaptive triggers for everything in order to have it off in this game. It's kind of like you were talking about with the SSD, where you install your games and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like there are things that I shouldn't have to go into the fucking settings on the PS five to change it. It should be in the game. Like button mapping should be in every single game. I shouldn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have to do this shit in like, my PS5 system settings. But those are very small gripes for what I consider so far anyway to be a really interesting kind cool. of experience. And I will say, not not so unrelated to Hogwarts, is that do you remember this game? We saw it at some conference or... So I don't remember where it was. It was like... E3 or something, this game Witchfire. Yeah. And it was the one that looked like like Hexen. It it looks like Doom and Hexen, kind of like, you know, very kinetic, kind of Doom like, modern Doom like combat, but it had like this. Yeah, it looked great. 
almost like Wild West kind of style to it. Slash like medieval. I don't. It was really weird. Anyway, uh, IGN just put up not that long ago a a combat trailer for it, mm-hmm. where it was just like two minutes of them kind of explaining the game, and it looks so fucking cool. Mm. I, I I was just watching this trailer and thinking like, man, this this game looks so dope, and it's going into early access soon, which I'd rather wait till it comes out to play it, but yeah. I hope it comes out sometime this year because that would be so – or early next year or something because I'm really excited for it. But yeah. anyway, well, dude, that's all I got. Let me tell you something. Back to Hogwarts. It's, it's Something happened that really pissed me off. Um, and uh, something – let me tell you what grinds my gears, Jacob. <laughs> Peter, Peter Griffin. Um, so here's the deal uh, in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite episodes of Family Guy. Uh, so I'm scrolling through Facebook. None of my friends play video games on Facebook. You're like the only one. Maybe LJ is friends with me on Facebook. No one ever talks video games on my Facebook feed. Someone takes it upon themselves to post a meme of Bart Simpson writing on the chalkboard. And you're like, okay, I'll read this. This is funny. And by the time you get to the end of it, you realize it's the end of Hogwarts Legacy, how the game ends. And then they write uh, a game definitely worth spoiling, like anti-J.K. Rowling. So, like, I know how Hogwarts Legacy ends because I got duped into reading the ending because I thought it was a Simpsons meme. And I was so fucking pissed off. And uh, I unfollowed – I, I unfriended the person. I've straight up unfriended this, this has been a really big problem. I'm with, so like, fucking mad. Recently, people have been purposefully, like, just bamboozling people with the ending of this game, trying to spoil it for everyone and all this stuff. And it was like the same shit with The Last of Us when people were trying to spoil that for everybody. But at least, like, when The Last of Us thing happened, a lot of the shit that was out there was just wrong. Yeah. But I, with I'm this, like, this is people correct. are just straight up fucking spoiling the end of the game. Yeah, and the person and the person on my friend list had the audacity, the audacity to write a game definitely worth spoiling. And I'm just like, what the fuck? You don't even play fucking video games. This is the first video game post I've ever seen you make. And now now you want to fucking take a stance about something? Like now you want to talk about a video game? Like fuck off. Like I'm sorry, I was so mad. I was so annoyed. And it, it was just like some girl I went to high school with. It was just like you know, class of 99 that like, had, I think it invited me to like a, whatever, a class reunion at one point. And I, I haven't gone to one of them, but I, I was on their friends list. We were friends where I fucking straight up unfriended, like so fucking irritating, man. And I, I wasn't going to yeah. play Hogwarts, but like, what if, what if it comes out? I don't know. What if I wanted to now? Like, like, it's, it's like fuck man. I don't even really want to. I don't know. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's weird because, the thing that bothers me the most is like, in my opinion, if you if you don't want to support the game, don't support the game. If right. you don't like it, don't like it. If you hate J.K. Rowling, hate J.K. Rowling. Yeah, go that's for it. fine. But this whole freaking you know scorched earth shit that people are doing, like telling other people what they're allowed to like and a lot not allowing people to make their own decisions. I mean, it's insane. And the, the the one saving grace that there is that you, I guess, you can kind of take 
solace in mm. is that because of people like that person that you went to high school with, this game is going to sell way more copies than it normally would have. And those developers are going to be really successful because of it. And you're almost guaranteed to get another one. Yeah. So, so I'm just, I it's mean, so annoying. it's like, it's like, why, like, why do people think that the way to, the way to, uh, you know, it's, it's not like, I don't know. It's like people think that the, the way to, to, to destroy something is to, is to be upset about it and call all this attention to it. Whenever they do that, it just ends up becoming, that's why people always say like good, like all press uh, is good. press. Bad, all press is good press. Right. Because right. it's like, if you're think about it, like a, a really shitty game, like naughty bear or something like that, that came out on PS3, like it was that like game fucking, fucking sucks. But because everybody was talking about it, it sold. I think so they much. made a second one yeah. because it sold. So, like, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, just, I don't just wanna, for instance, we don't have to talk about this. It's fine. Week, but. They, that's fine. But, but like, somebody. Another thing that I ran across, and like, again, I'm not even looking up Hogwarts shit. Like, I'm just on my fucking Reddit feed, and somebody quoted this this fucking quote that somebody posted. And they, 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 they were like ripping on, you know, just all this fucking shit. I'm not even going to go into details. But then the person re- retweets or resends out this message. And they literally write, I just don't understand where, where people's prerogatives are. Like, I, I, we're not going to get political about it, but it's just like they, they say, and I'm like, okay, they're right. I've been trying to get away from any activism that focuses on people's roles as consumers and not as workers. Also, there are way bigger fish to fry right now than whether or not someone buys a video game. I'm like, all right, cool. I get it. But then they followed up with, but I do have to say that if you're still giving money to J.K. Rowling and her dopey franchise, you're probably a bad person. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> like you're literally on one hand saying – that there's bigger fish to fry, but you can't fucking hold your tongue. You can't fucking go on without saying anything. It's just annoying. I'm not going to name the person. I don't even know who they fucking are. But it's just like, I'm so sick of it. I'm just sick of it. You know? First of all, J.K. Rowling has more money than any of us will ever understand. So, like, not buying this video game. Like, we don't know what kind of agreement she was into or how much she sold the, the licensing of this game to... Uh, I can't remember the company who made it. But, like... We don't we don't even know the behind the scenes agreement. Like, is she getting a kickback? If she is, was it a one time fee? Like like they did with the fucking dude from The Witcher. Where you're like, Okay, here you go, here's your money. The money's already hers. Maybe she doesn't get anything from the game sales. Maybe that money just goes to the developers. Who fucking knows? So like all these people are making these fucking stances. And it's like, man, make your stance, do your thing, but please stop preaching. Like, I just don't want to hear it. Like you know, I, just, I, just I just find it I just find it so funny that people just like, <laughs> people think that they're ma- like people think that they're making a difference and like I know that sounds and they really probably are to a degree like cynical. for someone right someone maybe is impacted by this I mean there's no voice until there's a voice right you, you can't just be quiet if you want a thing to be in the ears of you know if you want to bring something 
some – if you want to bring awareness to an issue, the only way to do that is to bring it up. The only way to do that is to talk about it. And I get it. 100% I get it. And uh, I don't disagree with a lot of the shit that's been said um, about, like, you know, J.K. Rowling and whatever her shit is. But, like, the bottom fucking line is, dude, just there's, – there's so much more to this. Than like padding the coffers of J.K. Rowling, right? There's so many other things at play in this situation. Um, and, and, And I could take it a step further and just be like, okay, do you play Marvel games? Do you fucking go to the theater to watch Marvel movies? Because that's owned by fucking Disney. And Walt Disney was a fucking known racist. So anything you fucking support of fucking Marvel... You're you're supporting the Disney family, which was found on racism, right? You could not to mention that not to mention they whitewash all their movie posters in yes. China and like, it's just like, like all this. Crazy it's almost shit fucking <laughs> impossible to be a consumer and still keep some sense of like complete a hundred percent fucking uh, whatever you want to call it, right? Like some some moral fucking uh, pedestal that you can be on, right? Like the clothes you fucking wear to the fucking phones that you fucking use, to the fucking PlayStations that are made where, by who, by what. Like, you fucking kidding me? Like, people spent years of their lives making this game. We don't even know if J.K. Rowling was directly involved. In fact, we've been told that she wasn't involved with the making of the game. It's her license. It's her thing. We don't know how much money she got. I'm just so sick of it, dude. I'm just, that's all I want to say. We can move on with the show. It's just fucking annoying. That's all. I'm just annoyed by it. I think what bothers me the most is not that these people are – obviously the spoiler thing is is insane. But uh, I, I think what bothers me the most is that I guarantee you that there are people that have been literally bullied out of playing this game. Oh, 100%. Like by, like by their friends right. or right. family members or whatever and – to me, it's just like, like going, imagine going. Like, let me see, make a meme. Hold on, hold on. So let me just make a meme of somebody going into GameStop with a disguise, trying to buy this game, like incognito, so they don't get caught buying the fucking game by their friends or whatever. Like that would be a funny meme. Sorry, just go ahead. It would be, it would be really funny. Like in a trench coat with like, yeah, a, like hiding a it under a pillow, at night, like hiding it under a pillow, <laughs> looking at it with the lights out. Like, oh fuck, I can play. You know, getting out of bed at four in the morning to play uh, it, so no one knows you're playing it disabling your internet access and no one knows you're popping trophies like jesus christ i think i think it's okay it's okay to separate the art from the artist this is not even taken in like let's say even if jk rowling was directly involved in the game and even if half of what's on the (laughs) internet that people are saying about her is true because it's so muddled. Like the information about what actually happened with her is so muddled. It's hard to know what's real and what's not. Yeah. I think she said but, some fucked up shit to be honest. But yeah. And she has. And, and there's no defending that. Right. But like uh, it's just like you can separate the art from the artist. It's not like if you grew up liking Harry Potter and it means something to you, you shouldn't be – you shouldn't be like – ostracized because after jk rowling got rich see she said some shit that people don't like yeah it's like <laughs> I, I don't know it, it, it frustrates me so much because you know it's it's almost like 
fucking book burning and shit. I have straight up stopped supporting bands when I found out the band members were fucking pieces of shit, though. Like, maybe that's because I'm more close to that because I am a musician myself. And like, you know, I I think there are degrees, though, right? There are degrees. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I said you have to make your own decision. It's it's up to everybody as a person. You should be fucking... Told what to like. Yeah, if you can't support it, don't support it. Right. But don't don't tell somebody else what they can and cannot do, like or what they should I think and should that's not. That's the crux like. of this whole thing. Like, mind your own fucking business. Moral of the story. Have your opinion. That's fine. Um, you know, you can even share it, but don't fucking. Uh, I don't know. And at, this, at the same time, I think it's kind of ridiculous these these freaking people on the other side that are going out and buying like ten copies of the game. Yeah, it goes both ways. Like, like I ridiculous. think that's kind of stupid. It is stupid. But like, I mean, I don't know. I I just the people. I just hope that uh, I'm. <laughs> let me just say this. I like the game so far. I like the game so far. I'm excited for Avalanche Studios. This is a team that's not ever made anything this big in this this forward facing before and i hope it does well for them it seems like it's going to and i'm excited to play more of it i mean i'm not even the biggest harry potter fan i always kind of honestly thought that the magic not magic itself but the way that harry potter portrays magic i always thought was kind of silly yeah but i outside of that i really liked the world and kind of the the whimsy and the kind of like sort of weird time dilation shit that's going on with like the atmosphere versus like the period of time it actually takes place in. It's kind of like, did you ever watch um, Riverdale? No. Or Sabrina? No. So like, Chelsea they both take place uh, in Riverdale. the... Yeah, so they both take place in the, the what they call like the Archieverse, which is like the Archie comics, yeah. like that universe. And it's like this weird juxtaposition of time where like all of the guys, the people in the show have modern cell phones, but everybody's driving around like 1970s vehicles. Like it's it's like this weird shit where they mash it all up and it and it kind of it just is cool. Um, I don't know. Let's just let's talk about. Yeah, dude, we're we're not even in the listener (laughs) feedback yet. We're 46 minutes in. Sorry, I went on a tirade a little bit there, but it's just. Dude, it's about video games, and it's just been fucking irritating me. I'm so angry that that was that was spoiled for me. Um, let's get into listener feedback. Um, so this is this is such a cool question, and uh, this is probably what we should have been d- dumping our fucking energy into, and not this Harry Potter bullshit. But um, I do appreciate your input on the game, Jake. Um, but Big Box writes in. Uh, thanks for writing in, Big Box. He says. I don't know who's responsible for creating those TED Talks. Uh, parentheses, are they still a thing? But if you were approached by someone and they offered you $20,000 to pick the last truly great game you played and give a 60-minute TED Talk on it, what title are you choosing and why? And then bonus, would it be hard for you to get to six, minute 60, i.e. running out of things to say? Um, he says he's asking because as he gets older, he's starting to entire – starting to um, – I don't know. Notice starting to notice entire. Oh, sorry, Jesus. Starting to notice entire years go by where nothing really truly impresses me. I think the last title I was floored by was Fortnite in 2017. I don't want to get jaded, but is it inevitable? Question mark. Stay good, my dudes. Thanks for writing, Big Box. Um, I've played a lot of really good games since 2017, personally. Uh, 
And for $20,000, I'd just about fucking do anything. So I could definitely talk for 60 minutes about a video game for sure. Whether or not it would be good what I had to say, um, I would stretch that shit out to like 61 minutes if I had to. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, I think for me, Jake, I think I think for me, the easiest, the easiest answer for me would probably be a 60-minute fucking discussion about The Last of Us Part Two. number one, because the game's like 20-plus hours, I felt like. And there's so many themes and so many things going on in that game, character building and the, to the art, to the fucking music, to the setting, to the... Um, man, just everything about that game is so interesting to me. Uh, you know, you, you could even touch into the first Last of Us, talk about, you know... The, the whole concept behind, you know, games and how they've progressed to more than just being games. I would definitely want to pick a game that has some story because not everyone's a gamer. So if you're just going to talk about game mechanics and, and game uh, UI and game uh, whatever, um, you know, features, that's going to fall short with a lot of people. I think you got to have a game with a lot of story to do a TED Talk on it um, and then go deeper into the story. But but I think you're assume, I think we're assuming here though that the audience is listening to whatever the fuck you have to say. So if you want to talk about how oh, okay. the guns like, feel in this particular game sign for sixty up. minutes, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's it, so it's not about pleasing the audience. It's about yeah. like what game did you truly love, and if you had to speak for sixty minutes on it in general, like could you do it? And Clearly, we've demonstrated in this podcast alone that we can fucking ramble about bullshit for 60 minutes, no problem, let alone a game we actually care about. I would go Darkest so, Dungeon or, or The Witcher or Last of Us Part Two. Those would be the three games, probably. Woo! Yeah, I, I'm just kind of scrolling. It's a great question. It's a good conversation, I think. I would say... He says, like, the last so, – so, like, this is, like, a two-part question. He talks about the, the last truly great game he's ever played. Like, was he's Fortnite. played. He's talking about Fortnite. And it's – to me, I think that there is – what Big Box is explaining, it's kind of hard to put too much of a pin in it because I don't know what type of a gamer he is right. and what types of games he likes. Right. But in my opinion, there have been – a bunch of truly amazing games that have come out since 2017. And I think that a lot of the issue is that we're just so blessed with the games that we're getting now that everybody is just fucking jaded. Mm. Like you can't, like it's hard to impress somebody anymore with a video game. Yeah. I don't think it's, your it's age, like, okay. Man. I don't think it's that you're getting older. Um, I, I really because at the end he, he asks you know uh, you know starting to notice entire years go by and he's just like you know I don't want to get jaded but it's inevitable I, I think that the jadedness just comes from the amount of quality and if you're looking for a new experience and you haven't tried VR um, that shit will knock your socks off if if you ever get a chance and maybe you have but dude that for me was like next fucking level shit when I first tried it and I was like this is insane. Um, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I don't know, uh, Jake, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just saying like, you got to find something to, to get excited about is all. And, uh, VR is probably not a bad avenue, but we're going to have a VR discussion this, this podcast. So you can tune in and stick around for that. But 
Jake, what what game would you pick? Like if you if you had to pick a game, I listed three. I think I would still fall in Last of Us Part Two because that game just fucking straight up affected me. But uh, um, yeah, The Last of Us is so good. But I mean, even the obvious choice. If I you want to talk about, if you want to talk for sixty minutes about a game, if I'm gonna go like outside of the, I say outside of the box, yeah. but like. A game that I really enjoyed that I didn't expect to love so much, something like Immortals Phoenix Rising, or, uh, you know, you could think about, I could probably go for a while on something like Returnal, Mm. which I thought was like a a really surprising game Mm. that I, I do, to be fair, I do not like, I've categorically established on this show that I do not like roguelike games. Right. And... Two of the best games I've played since the PS5 came out are Returnal and Deathloop, and both of those are roguelike games. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. And, like, another example of something – I don't know. I think it's just – as gamers, sometimes I think we need to take a step back and think about where we came from. And what the games are that we're getting now compared to what they used to be. I mean, since 2017, we've had Ghost of Tsushima. We've yeah. had God of War 2018 and God of War Ragnarok. We've had, you know, and like I said, I don't know what type of a gamer Big Box is. Maybe he's not into the cinematic first person, right. typical really Sony first party on, type game. Yeah, what tickles your funny bone? Like, I'm even thinking about a game like, like uh, fucking. Shredder's Revenge, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. That game is fucking awesome. Yeah, Yeah, so like uh, even Axiom Verge 2, I just got done playing that. While I won't say that it's as good as the first one, in my opinion, it's still an amazing game. Um, And I I mean, I don't know, man. I could talk about fucking video games forever. Cyberpunk, you know, you're talking about Cyberpunk had a lot of... uh, controversy around it but there is no there is no denying that cyberpunk 2077 when it's running correctly is one of the most impressive games that has been made in the Mm. past fucking ever yeah it's pretty cool so you know from the perspective of like a first person open world rpg so i don't know man i it's uh i i think that a little bit of this has to do with just us as gamers being jaded and just needing to to take a little bit of a look at where we're at and where we came from and um it sounds like if he really likes fortnite and that was the last game that we blew him ratchet, away, maybe ratchet more, and clank was really maybe good. well he might be more of like a multiplayer like gameplay yeah. focused like forward kind of gameplay loop kind of thing and you know i would say that maybe he's not super into shooters shooter shooters for example yeah. but i would say that destiny has gotten really amazing the latest the warzone 2.0 or five good. years i don't know where it's at yeah, now I, I heard it's kind of going back downhill but um i don't i don't really know i don't have any good advice on that um if you're trying to get us to recommend a game i i just think that yeah it, dude is the big box the older we get everything starts feeling less impressive um i'm 41 i am surprised by so little and i get excited about so little at this age uh things don't usually knock me off my center um i'm very kind of flatline about things uh very even temperament i don't get stoked 
I don't get disappointed. I've learned to accept. I think I said this last episode. Accept the expect the worst and kind of just roll with whatever good comes my way. Video game wise, I mean, it's it's a hobby. It's something to enjoy. Um, find a game. Do some research. Uh, I would be curious to hear what what game you would pick for a TED talk. Um, it's a fantastic question. I really appreciate the time you took into sending us this question. I just don't know how to better answer it than Last of Us Two. I mean, it deals it deals with humanity. It deals with uh, um, the human condition. It deals with loss. It deals with grief. It deals with a lot of things that I just naturally gravitate towards. It, there's violence. There's um, there's love. Obviously, there's uh, there's so many so many human emotions in that game. Um, you know, you have dogs in it and, uh, you know, there's the, just the art direction, everything, the UI, everything was just so fucking pinpoint. Uh, I think the game was a little long for sure, but, um, I mean, there's even like some references to guitar and music and how important that can be. And like, just, I don't know, learning to be independent, learning to take the reins, uh, a lot of topics, a lot of themes in that game, that I think you could easily fill 60 minutes on. And uh, it, I, it might be a cheap way out for me because I think it would be easy to do that. Um, but if you're inviting us to do a TED Talk for $20,000, I'm in. Just uh, I'll, I'll give you the address to send the cash to and uh, <laughs> I'll put together a presentation for you. <laughs> I kid. Um, but that would be dope. I don't know how TED Talks work, dude. I have no idea. I think you sign up. I think TED Talks is just a thing. And uh, you create it and then you hold it and hope that people sign up for it and pay to hear you talk about it. I think people sign up for those things based on your your credentials, right? So um, I, I, we would have a very difficult time having people pay to hear us talk about games when uh, we can barely do it for free for people. So <laughs> Jake, do you want to move forward or do you want to have anything else you'd like to say about this? Nope, let's keep let's keep going. All right. So, I wanted to do a PSVR2 conversation for the podcast and it's important to me that we do this so it's timely. Jake, you and I both have had shipping notifications. I know our listener LJ got a got a VR unit on the way. He's getting his on Tuesday. He's getting his on fucking Tuesday and he just ordered it. Mine says that UPS is still waiting for the package to, to, to send on its way to me. They're still waiting. The, the, the printing notif- mm. the, the shipping slip is like uh, generated, but they don't have it in hand yet. So the estimated delivery date is Wednesday the 22nd. I think Wednesday's the 22nd. That's the date that the, the system is supposed to release. And uh, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm happy for LJ, but disappointed that uh, he's going to have it a day early somehow. But we both have it pre-ordered. I'd be curious to see what your tracking says. And uh, it cleared. Let's see, I'll pull it up. I'll yeah, it, it up cleared. Right. It said, uh, thank you for your purchase. Here's the tracking number. So there were no issues with the bank, which I was worried about because they flagged it initially when I did the pre-order um, because it was such a large amount. Uh, I think. Yeah, it just says, it just says Wednesday. But if you click on the actual tracking where it says UPS. Mm-hmm. Click on that; it'll give you more info. But uh, so the thing, the thing that's interesting, yeah, it doesn't say anything. It just says it just says the label is created. Yeah, same here. LJ straight up said 
en route be there on the Tuesday. <laughs> Fucking asshole. That's awesome, though. I'm, I'm so happy he He's got lying it. to you. Yeah, he just Photoshopped that to send it to my way to make me envious. Um, my 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 uh, sense controller charging station is on its way too. Mm, fancy, fancy. What I did do today also when I when I took down that uh, out my PS5 that clean, I cleaned it out, but I also got rid of all of the PSVR stuff and I put it in a bag and it's now up in my attic. I didn't keep the original box for some reason, but it is so nice to have the breakout box, the fucking camera, all those extra wires just gone. Like it's so nice to have them out of the way. I was gonna sell that shit on eBay. Because I have no use for it. And I was like, well, maybe like someone will fucking hack it. But like I got on eBay, there are so many PSVRs on sale, like coupled with games and fucking controllers and charging stations for like $130. It's ridiculous for what they're getting sold for. Like it's a fucking steal if you want a PSVR. Go on eBay right now because everyone getting a VR2 is trying to offload their old shit. And uh, just fucking check it out. That's a little hot tip for you. But just remember, it doesn't work very well with the PS5. But uh, we both have the VR2 pre-ordered, and we have our shipping notifications. So first thing I want to talk about, Jake, is our expectations for VR2. What do we want to see for the future of this unit? And is it possible that this VR2 is going to share either the same fate of VR or the same fate as PS Vita? And what do we need this time around to keep it from having maybe not the best fate? Shipped, I think I paid about five eighty for it um, after shipping. So it turned out to Sounds be, right. After taxes, tax. sorry, after taxes. They charge taxes. Um, so my, I'll start. My expectations are this thing's going to be fucking crystal clean. It's going to be nice. It's going to be smooth. It's going to be responsive. The sense controller is going to be really, really fucking rad. And uh, it's just going to be the next, the next fucking thing. I don't, I don't expect the jump to be so wildly incredible that I'm like, holy fucking shit. I expect it to be plug it in, set it up, fucking play. No breakout box, no cameras, no fucking weird locomotion issues with moving and stuff. We got the sense controllers. I expect it to be a cut above VR. And what do I want to see in the future for this? I want to see more Sony fucking products, games, first-party games developed specifically for this and uh, good ones, not just like fucking half-assed things. Shit like Blood and Truth, shit like fucking, I don't know, Half-Life Alex, but maybe Resistance or something. And I would like to see Half-Life Alex come to VR too. So I think we need more AAA titles for the VR too to keep it Keep the momentum. Get people buying the thing. Get people interested. Right now, the only, the only awesome uh, AAA title that we technically have, first party, is uh, Horizon. And some people have kind of said it's kind of Ooh. they don't they don't like to use glorified tech demo, but they said like you know there is a story. It's about climbing this mountain. Is the idea of it? And uh, from what I understand, it's really fun. But uh, there's not much of a story. They said the story's fine, but it's not like, you know. But it is longer. Mm. It's like maybe eight hours, eight to 12 hours or something, eight to 10 hours. I don't know. But uh, this dude named Blessing on uh, games, kind of funny games or something, was 
I've, I've scoured the internet on PSVR 2 reviews, and uh, he seems pretty impressed with it. And um, But, you know, I think the consensus among a lot of websites is like, we're going to need some fucking games for this thing. Uh, a lot of the games being offered now are already available on VR, and they're just like upgrades for VR 2. I want some fucking shit made for it that's going to really capitalize on it. Jake, what do you think? What are your expectations? What do you think the future is going to be like? And what do we need to keep it from going down the path of the Vita or going down the path of the regular VR unit, which did okay, but there wasn't a lot of first party shit for it. Uh, I don't expect this thing to be as successful as the quest because the barrier of entry is too high. Um, I think that where this game is going, where the VR unit is going, the problem is, is that the way that Sony developed this and the way that they priced it, in my opinion, it's forever going to be shoehorned in as a PS5 peripheral. Mm. It's not going to be like the thing. You know what I mean? It's not like the, like on on the quest, you're playing the quest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas on VR2... You're playing PS5 with the VR headset. And yes, there are games that you need the VR headset to play, just like you needed the light gun to play Duck Duck Hunt. Right. So like I think that we're unfortunately gonna be in that sort of that sort of zone. And like you said, without getting games like think about Half-Life Alex. I know we keep coming back to this fucking game, but if we were to get Half-Life Alex, it would be the cheapest way that you could play that game. A PS5 with a VR2 could play Half-Life Alex cheaper than a PC with a VR unit could. Right. And it would be easier, right? Because you wouldn't have to have all the and, you don't have to build a PC, yeah. you wouldn't have to do all the installs and all this weird shit. And per the Pavlov so, team, it's gonna run better than a PC VR headset right now. Yes, because they can they can optimize it for right. one platform as opposed right. to a bunch of different video cards, a bunch of different whatevers. So my expectation is this unit is going to be awesome. It's going to work really well. It's I don't think it's going to be we it's going to share the same fate as the Vita because I think Sony prematurely killed the Vita due to security issues. Um, but I don't think that this thing is going to sell 50 million units or something like that. Mm. It's probably going to sell once the PlayStation five becomes like permeates the wild. Now that it's more available and people can go to the store and buy one, I would say maybe it'll sell 10 million units. You think it'll sell that many even. That might for be the lifetime of it, or like you think for the lifetime of it, yeah. Because VR, I think, sold like five lifetime, and if there's more PS5s out there, and they're able to get more AAA games, and Sony is more committed with their first party, like it seems like they might be, maybe we can get ten out of it because it is a much better headset. This is this is this is a order of magnitude better than what we got the first time around. So you're thinking we're gonna put this fucking thing on and be like, holy shit, this is awesome. Again. I think I think since our last experience, I have not played a Vive, I have not played an Oculus. 
since my last experience was VR one for PlayStation, I think that VR two is going to be uh, an order of magnitude better in terms of the quality of the right. imagery. The I, I I might be being a little optimistic, but I do think that it's going to struggle on the sales front. And I hope that that doesn't mean. I hope that it sells enough that Sony keeps it alive and keeps supporting it. But I do agree with you that they need to come around with some bangers for games and uh, really get it kind of in the zeitgeist. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of the games we're going to talk about here in a minute, I think, are all going to help. But I want to see games that were developed specifically for VR2. And I want Sony to pay developers to do this. And I think. To be honest with you, it, it could be a game like Gran Turismo 7 is what sells it. Well, dude, you I know. Mean, could, fuck, there's a ton of people that love that game, dude. People are all in on it. And that it's shit. exclusive. Right. And it's exclusive. So, I don't know, man. I I honestly bought Gran Turismo 7 specifically to play it. <laughs> you and VR. me, man. And I heard. I heard. Oh. So, well, let me. Here's a pro tip to anybody. And maybe Play by Ken can comment on this if he's, if he's still tuning in. I'm sure he is. Hopefully, we haven't offended anybody yet on the podcast and they walked away. <laughs> I don't think we've said anything rude to anybody yet, but I'm always worried that, like, the, the, the very minimal amount of listeners that we get, we're going to say some bullshit that's going to. Send him flying. Um, but no, uh, play by Ken uh, may be able to understand this, or maybe he can chime in and say yes. There, there's about a 10 minute intro video for Gran Turismo Seven, and the only way to to get past it is to I read is to disable it in the menu, the intro video. <laughs> so I, you know, most times when you get an intro video on a game, they maybe force you to watch it the first time and then you just click past it. It's my understanding there's a 10-minute video or something that you get subjected to. I don't know if it's while the game is Every loaded. time you start the game. Somebody posted some shit on Reddit, dude. I don't know. I'm just saying. I can't believe that. I'm just Every saying. Every time you start the fucking game. I can't fucking vouch for it. This is just what I've they read. They hold you hostage for 10 minutes. Somebody Fuck, said the man. only way to disable it is to go into the settings in the menu and turn off the intro video or something, which sounds ridiculous. But nah, I guess it's when you power your fix, VR unit on for the first time, your VR2, and you power up Grand Turismo 7, just be warned that it's going to be a little bit until game time. You're gonna. You, it might serve you best to turn that fucker on now and get through that ten minute video and go get a sandwich. Go buy a sandwich, a hoagie. <laughs> go get a hoagie, and then uh, come back in ten minutes. Or probably watch it. I bet you it's a badass video. To be honest, they love their cars. It's probably cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. So moving moving on to the next point about VR two, I just had in the notes here, Jake, and uh, I just wanted to go over real quick the games we're most interested in because it launched. Because honestly. Games are going to be an issue with this thing until they... I think we're going to keep getting them. I think they're going to roll them out. I think they probably have a lined-up schedule. We're going to get a state of play, probably. We're going to get some surprises. We're going to get some bangers that come out. But right now, a lot of the games are already out for VR. And uh, these are just, like, uh, refined for VR2. Or they're just a free upgrade for VR2. The ones that I'm almost certain I'm going to purchase are Moss Book 2... Kayak Mirage VR, which is the kayaking sim game, which I hear is just so fucking awesome. <laughs> um, Song in the Smoke, which is the survival game we talked about last episode. And Switchback VR, which is the on-rails, uh, 
I don't know, the the scary roller coaster game. And that doesn't come out though until March sixteenth. There's a big video on the PlayStation blog, I believe, where they interview uh, the company who made this, and there's they talk about the eye tracking. They talk about the scene where there's these fucking mannequins, and as soon as you blink or close your eyes and open them back up, they get fucking closer, and they fucking get closer. So it's like it's playing on your fucking ability to like keep your eyes open, and uh, that's fucking dope. That's cool. That's what I'm gonna say. Which game is that for? Uh, Switchback VR. It's 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 the uh, super massive like. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, game. yeah, yeah. So huh. I already have No Man's Sky, which is going to be VR2 um, upgraded. I already have Resident Evil Village, which is coming with a free upgrade. upgrade. And then I also now have Grand Turismo 7. So those are the seven games out of the gate that I'm – and they're running deals on Moss right now and uh, Kayak Mirage. Uh, up until February 22nd, which is when the VR headset releases. So if you want it, if you're going to get those games, just fucking do it now and save yourself some dollars. And uh, Song of the Smoke is not on sale. Um, and Switchback VR might be on sale, but it's a pre-order. So I don't know. You do what you want. But games that I'm interested in, but I'm not going to buy right away, City Skyline sounds cool. Like building those cities, like if you can fucking walk around in the city that you're managing, would be fucking dope. Um, I don't know if you can. That would be cool. The Pavlov VR game looks kind of nice. Pistol Whip is is a uh, rhythm shooting game that's out already on VR, but it's being upgraded for VR. I've never played it. It's always been on my list. Horizon Call of the Mountain obviously is on my list, but I'm not paying fucking $60, $70 for it. And this is the problem. If we don't support it, they're not going to make these AAA games moving forward. But I just don't know what it is yet, and I think there's other games I'm more excited about. Demio, which is the role-playing game, um, I found out requires online play with another person. So that's moved down on my list. You can't single-handedly play it by yourself. There's no single player. LJ said he might pick it up, and if he does, I think his brother-in-law is going to get Demio also. We can do we can run three people in a dungeon. And Jake, if you get it, we can go foursies. It'd be fucking dope. But anyways, Kidzuna Touch the Beat is a Beat Saber clone. I never played Beat Saber. It was the bee's knees, apparently. I don't think Beat Saber's on PSVR 2 yet. Um, and then if they ever come out with any pinball games, Star Wars Tales of the Galaxy uh, looks kind of, Connor Weiss says edged at the end. Is that what it's called? Um, Galaxy's Edge. Tales of the Galaxy Edge. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that game looks rad. And uh, the Tale of Ano Goro is an adventure game. And it's getting great reviews on Steam. Apparently, is awesome. And then Zenith: The Last City is that open world MMO in VR that I guess plays like um, Genshin Impact. So mm. those are some of the games I'm interested in, but I'm not going to buy right away. That's I know, Jake. I'm kind of surprising you with this list. Maybe you can just comment on some of these, or if you, there are any on this list that maybe you have thought about, or maybe on the list that you don't have or that you have that aren't on the list rather i'd like to hear what you're most interested in trying out on vr when you get it obviously grand Trunos um 7. i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna pick up the moss bundle uh because I, I didn't i played the demo for book for the first game but i never played the whole game so i think i'm gonna get the the bundle for like 35 bucks or whatever it is yeah and uh i thought um, my understanding is that Pistol Whip is really good, and so 
Yep. I'm interested in trying that out. And then I, you know, I, I would be interested in playing Call of the Mountain, but I, I'm with you. I don't know if I'm ready to pay full price for it. I, I got to look it up time. I to just have to. I have to see. I don't even care about that. I don't care how long it is. I just want to know. I hope they they give you like a demo disc or something with this thing with some, you know a little bit of like a taste of some of this stuff. Sixty-eight hours. They've announced if they're going to do it for for call the mountain. Call the mountain. Yeah, that's pretty good for a VR game. I think that's long enough. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. I and and obviously, I think the shooty games like Pavlov VR are all real f- fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So I'm excited for for that, and obviously GT7. I th- we've already talked about how we both purchased that. I, dude, I, we got to race each other in VR, dude. It's gonna be so I, fucking dope. I have not, I have not hooked up my VR since No Man's Sky got the VR mode. So I really do want to boot up No Man's Sky and try that because yeah. same. Uh, I I like No Man's No Man's Sky is good now even without VR. So being able to fly around a fucking spaceship and shit with VR might be start pretty a dope, brand so. new character in VR. In No Man's Sky. You might have to. That game is so it was so hard to get anywhere when you when it first came out, and now I think they've made it a lot easier. So I'd like to maybe try starting it over, I think. Mm-hmm. Just to see how things go. No, Resident Evil yeah, Village, dude, you never played that game. Are you gonna go are you gonna pop your cherry uh for village with VR? Is that is that how you're gonna Don't do it? Don't say it like that. Don't say it like that. Are you going to uh I don't know. Fucking burst the hymen. Yeah. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? No. You're just no, trying to meet I, me on my level as well to make me not look as bad. I appreciate that. No. I. I want to play Resident Evil Village. I know that's I a sexual know, reference. I, Pop the cherry. But that's not how I intended it. So just I to don't be clear. know that I could play. I want to play Village, but I don't know that I can do it in VR the first time around. I think you should do it. Um, I think you should try it. I, I maybe I will. I, I'm just not. I'm going to be honest with you. I like scary games and stuff like that, but I'm not into. Dude, it's it's a, an order of magnitude more intense in VR. It'll change your life how you feel about Resident when Evil. it's like in your fucking face. But if, and I. I want to. Pl- mm, you need to maybe. just do it because when you beat maybe. the game and you've only done it in VR, I did it with seven. It was fucking life changing. I'm not joking. Like you fucking get through the game in VR, you feel like you fucking experience something. And uh, mm. there's no other. Fe- I've never felt that way about a video game before in my life, and I probably never will. I've already played Village, so I can't experience that again. But I'm going fucking deep. In Village with VR, dude. No question. Well, I can asked. tell you right now that all the first thing I need is fucking PTSD <laughs> on top of the stress that I already have. So might as well just sign her. I up do for sleep it. with a nightlight on now since I played that game. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a, I mean, I think I think trade-off. we're gonna have. I think we'll have more to talk about next week after we get it. Dude, but it's a good wait. little primer on what we're Yeah, I just wanted to offer the listeners our opinions before it comes in so we can do a little compare contrast compared to the next episode. Let's get into the PlayStation news. The first point of news is PlayStation is doing this thing, and it's called PlayStation Festival of Play. And uh, I don't remember them doing this before. 
they probably called it something else. Maybe they did call it this, but they're going. Uh, it's going through February twenty fourth, twenty twenty two, and they're they're mainly advertising it as like being like huge double discounts on games. They're running a stars campaign, which is like the the reward program, loyalty program they're doing. And uh, they're offering prizes, including a Bravia XR OLED TV. And to enter into that contest, all you have to do is head to the PlayStation.blog and uh, log in your PlayStation account and answer three super easy questions. And it puts your name in the ring to win a free uh, Bravia OLED TV. And uh, I thought that was cool. And I think alongside with this, I'm going to jump to um, – News point. Uh, let me see here. God, I don't even know where it's at. Um, hold on, because it's all it's all tied together. So I don't know why the fuck it's not in my news. We're getting a lot of new games coming to PlayStation uh, for Plus and Essential members. Yeah, it's the big one. All right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, plus, they announced this along with the Festival of Play. Um, PS Plus Extra, that's the middle tier, is getting Horizon Forbidden West, The Quarry, which I'm so excited for you, Jake, Resident Evil 7, which has a free VR upgrade. Awesome. But I don't know if it's VR 2 playable. Outriders. Fucking awesome. Scarlet Nexus. I'm so stoked about this. Borderlands. Yep. Borderlands fucking 3. Dude. Dude, all these games are dope. Anyway, sorry. Tekken 7, Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown, Earth Defense Force 5, Oninaki, Lost Sphere, I Am Setsuna, and The Forgotten City. This list of fucking games is dope. So, everybody probably knows most of the games on here are fucking dope because they're all AAA badass shit like Horizon. Mm -hmm. Horizon, The Quarry, Resident Evil 7, out. Outriders, I think, is something that everybody should play if they're interested in that type of third-person shootery RPG kind of game. I talked about it earlier on the podcast, how fucking much I love that game. I really want to do the World Slayer DLC for it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Borderlands 3 I always wanted to try, but I never really got around to it. Um, Tekken is a great fighting series. Ace Combat 7 is, like, the only... The only like if you want a triple A freaking fighter pilot game, Ace Combat is the only one out there right now, and apparently I, it's pretty good. I played I and beat you it. You played this, right? I played and beat it, and I did so, the VR missions, which were a lot of fun. I wish there were more of them. So, but I will say, games on here that I I always wanted to play. I am Setsuna. Never played it. It's by Tokyo RPG Factory. Apparently, it's pretty good, and apparently, it's very it's it's depressing, but apparently, it's really good in like the sixteen bit style um, era of RPGs. And then the game on here that people might not know about that's fucking awesome is the Forgotten City. It's so good. I don't know anything about so it. So, what is it? I, it's like uh, you get basically you're on like a boat in a river and you crash or something and then you wake up on the side on the the, sh- the bank and you end up like finding this ruin nearby and you get transported into this like old Greek city and every time somebody commits a sin in this city they the the god of this city fucking kills everyone and so it's like a time loop thing where you have to go back in and you have to solve the mystery to see who's going to break 
the rules to prevent people from dying. I'm not doing a good job of explaining it. Just kind of like look it up. But I trust me. I think you talked about this on one of our episodes. I did. I did talk about it on the podcast because I played it on. um, It was on Game Pass. I think is where I played it. But it's very good. If you're if you're not interested in like time loop games, you know you might not like this. But it's like a it's like an adventure, you know, dialogue choice kind of game. Think of something, you know, like a Walking Dead or something like that. But it's a time loop, and the whole point is that every time you go back, you learn a little bit more, and you're trying to prevent this cataclysm from happening in this city and killing everyone. It's it's very very cool. So. I uh, I highly recommend that, but this I know is that a there crazy list that, of games, dude. Yeah, it's amazing. This this list is amazing. So, I know some people yeah. are upset about the fact that Horizon Forbidden West is already on PS Plus, even though it just came out earlier in 2022. So it's been out for eight months, I think, maybe ten months at this point. It's incentive um, for people to sign up for the for the. For the ex- but that's the extra. thing is like you guys gotta you guys gotta realize they're they're competing no matter what they say they're competing with Game Pass and Game Pass puts everything first party on Game Pass on launch day Sony's not gonna do that because they have the upper hand and they need to sell games they don't have the capital that Microsoft does but I can guarantee you that Sony has sold the bulk of what they're gonna sell with forbidden west at this point at full Mm. price or near full price Mm. so rather than put it on sale they just toss it on extra and they get a little bit more out of you by just having you subscribe to this service and take it as you will but i would i'm gonna be the first person to tell you that extra is worth the extra seven or six dollars a month that you pay for it Mm -hmm. And you get so many good games, and the fact that you get Forbidden West now is just a cherry on top of what is already a great service, in my opinion. Yeah, I think this is this is also coming on the heels of them announcing that the PlayStation uh, they pulled a lot of games recently. They pulled a lot of games. It was the PS. Uh, what the fuck was it called? We talked about it last episode. Uh, they had some games. We got emails about it. We read the email on the show. It was the PlayStation loyalty. What, no, what, what was it? Do you know what I'm talking stars? about? Hmm? Dude, stars. The PlayStation Stars? No. Hold on. We talked about this, dude, on the last show. They pulled a bunch of game titles uh, for being free for Plus members. Um, You're talking about the the PS Plus collection? Yes. They pulled the PS Plus collection. Now, my thought is is they're just getting rid of that. They're just not going to call it the PS Plus collection anymore. I'm thinking every year that for instead of making it available to everybody, they're going to roll out some fucking dope-ass games every year for PS Plus Extra members. And uh, that's probably their aim. Now, I will say premium, PS Plus Premium, the higher tier grade, is also getting The Legend of Dragoon. I thought we were getting that, which sucks that we weren't. Um, Wild Arms 2 uh, and Harvest Moon Back to Nature, three PS1 games. And then uh, they're also getting Destroy All Humans on PS4. Um, Don't even care about any of those games, really. I would much rather. It's clear to see where the better deal is. Um, Dude, just, people people have been clamoring for games, PS1 classics, mm. 
on the premium tier because Sony's been really light on that in that regard. It's a nice offering. And I think that these three games are fucking bangers for them to throw on there. Now it's two, it's essentially three Japanese games. So maybe people aren't going to be super stoked about all those, but Legend of Dragoon, Cult Classic, Wild Arms 2, Cult Classic JRPG, Harvest Moon, Cult Classic franchise. So I, I, and obviously, destroy all humans. That's the PS4 remake, I assume, based on what you wrote here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think so. you know, my understanding is that was received very well. So, I'm not going to lie, man. I think that this list as a whole is some of the best PS Plus offerings we've gotten in a long time. Right. Right. I agree. Now, yes, you do have to upgrade to at least the extra tier, and I can understand you being a little bit hesitant. But let me remind you. That it's a, a monthly subscription, and if all you care about is playing one of these games, you can upgrade for a month and then downgrade back to the Essential Collection. And you will have essentially played, let's say, Forbidden West, which is a $60, $70 game still. You will have essentially been able to play it for an extra $5 for a month or two. It's pretty still a pretty good deal. Mm. I did this shit with EA Play when I wanted to play Jedi Fallen Order. Um it's it's kind of annoying that you have to play this subscription game. I'm doing it right now with HBO Max uh, for The Last of Us. But, like, I mean, you take take the deals where you can get them. And yeah. I think that this is great for people who have the service. Yeah, I agree. I was really, really impressed. I've never played Borderlands 3 either. So, the one, yeah, the ones that I'm really excited about, well, for, for you, is for you to play the fucking quarry for once in your life. And then um, I will play. Now that it's free, I probably will play it. It's definitely I know worth that Sarah playing, would dude. like to it's play cool that game shit. with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Outriders, I'm stoked on Borderlands Three. I won't dive into Tekken Seven, um, but uh, maybe I will check out that Forget- Forgotten City. But I'm just excited for everybody else. Um, but those are some new games I can put on my back burner. Let's get on to the next news point, Jake. Last when the PS5 released, Sony. Did a hell of a job. Just a hell of a job, first of all. But they also did a hell of a job with tearing down the PS5. They this really clean PS5 teardown. And they've done it again. There is a PSVR2 teardown that includes, I believe, the controllers and the headset. Um, you can watch it on the nice. PlayStation blog. Super rad. Did you watch this at all? I saw screenshots of the of them tearing down the headset, but I didn't watch the whole thing. No. As far as I know, they're the only tech company that rips apart their shit and posts it so you can see what the fuck's in it and how they made it. It's almost like they're fucking cool. bragging. They're like, check out, what we, cool. check out what we fucking did here. You see how this fits together? This all goes together so nicely. See what we did? It's it's I think they just I think they just realized that like if people want to get in there they're going to they're going to get in there. It's also you might super as well elegant, just like dude, yeah. It's cool to see. They're like, "Hey, look at what we did. Like, look how good we of a job we did fitting all this shit together." It's impressive. And it, it's almost like they're almost like the the I don't like I said I didn't watch this one but I watched the PS5 teardown. They're almost like ASMR videos too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where it's like it's quiet. They're just tearing it it's down. All in a sterile it's, background. It's, yeah, right. Everything's fucking sterile. It's cool. I I think it's great. I love put it. On they doctor do this. gloves, and they're just like, 
I want them to do it with the fucking Bravia television. Dude, that'd be fucking crazy. <laughs> How do they get all that shit in that thin-ass piece of fucking plastic? That's yeah, what I want to know. They'd have to kill you if they showed you. Um, next next news point. It, 131.45 on the uh, reader. This is a long episode, but deserved. Diablo 4. Jake, this should be up your alley. It's getting an open beta dated from March 24th for PS5 and PS4. And it will permit you to play through the prologue and the first act. Now, if you are a uh, pre-order person or you already, you know, whatever, um, you will have early access to this beta. But uh, I say just fucking wait and just play the beta for free. See if you like it. Dude, I didn't know this and I'm fucking stoked. Yeah. I love Diablo, so I'm really excited to play this. And it's not that long. It's a little more, like, it's barely more than a month away. And I think the game is slated for release in June, so that's pretty cool, too. I'm I'm really, I mean, it, the first act, if it's anything like Diablo 3, it won't take you a whole hell of a long time to get through. But uh, it's cool that they're giving us a taste. I agree. I'm getting more and more excited for this game, even though I didn't really play through three. I played a little bit of it, but I think how you feel about this is probably how I would feel about having access to Darkest Dungeon in advance. All these fucking PC gamers on Steam have had access to Darkest Dungeon 2 for like a year and a half now. It's been an early access for a long time. They just rolled out for fucking version one or two or whatever version it is, and um, it's going to go live here pretty soon, but it's not coming to console right away, so I'm just still just waiting. Anyways, enough about that. For anyone who was hoping for DLC, Jake, for Hogwarts Legacy, Avalanche said no. They're not working on any. And uh, there are no plans to work on any. But they will continue to support this game with any fixes or patches that are necessary. And they said if they change their mind... It's going to be a long-ass fucking wait because they literally have not done anything else with this game. So you can fucking set it and forget it. I'm going to be honest, and this might be a hot take. I wish more studios – just they did this with God of War Ragnarok as well. I wish more studios would come out and be like, this is the fucking game. We're going to make a new one now. Or something no else. No more like right. DLC, you know, like we're just giving – I mean Hogwarts Legacy, I think if you want to complete – like be a completionist, it's like 50, 60 hours. It's not like it's a short game. No, you're right. You're right. So they don't really – like in, and I'm not going to – I think that there are metrics out there that are probably showing that people don't want to come back to a game a fucking year later, especially now with the hustle and bustle of the industry. We still don't have – People are moving on and – yeah. It's like we're getting we're getting DLC for Horizon. Horizon, and I'm don't get me wrong, I'm excited, but like I'm not that excited, mostly because I already put that game away. That might I gotta be why get they it back out. It, I got to relearn how to play it. You know what I mean? That could be why they included it with this plus extra. Maybe you might be right. I don't remember when if they if they said when that's coming out yet. We haven't seen any gameplay. It's literally just a a, a cinematic of Aloy flying over a fucking ocean. Or something. Sony is but really like, good at like getting people interested. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yes. They're good at fucking doing this. They you gotta read between the lines sometimes with them. And uh But I will say without having beat Hogwarts Legacy, I am hundred percent okay with this. Do you want to know how it ends? Because I could tell you right now. No. 
<laughs> Please. Oh, don't. by the way, yeah. Uh, I'll put it in the podcast notes next episode. You'll fuck be fucking reading through it, and I'll be like, <laughs> all capital letters. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'll be fucking unfriending you. That's from so real fun. life. Quit the band. Yeah. <laughs> no more podcast. Ah, oh, that would suck. That would suck for the listeners. It'll be- It'll be the f- fucking Fred show. We'll be all by himself talking. To Listeners no will be like, "Where's Where's the handsome guy?" And yeah. and then you'll have to be like, "I fucking spoiled Hogwarts Legacy for him in the show notes, and he quit. He quit everything." <laughs> That'd be a fucking dirty trick. It would be <laughs> hilarious, though. I would never do it, but it would be fucking hilarious. All right, let's get on to the next one. <laughs> um, Embracer has announced that after failing to meet their own expectations with the Saints Row reboot, they've indicated that each new project is going to have to earn its right to exist. They were really disappointed with this game, and I think the gamers were too, and I think it was just... They were just... From what I understand, they just didn't offer what the fans wanted. And it's this goes back to the thing where it's like, okay... Make a G.I. Joe fucking movie. Oh, it has nothing to do with what we know about G.I. Joe as it is. And no, we don't want a piece of it. Make this fucking thing. Make this entertainment thing. But then someone gets hold of the director's helm and they just want to fucking make it their own fucking thing. And the game didn't sell well. It wasn't received well. They did not meet their expectations. And now they're like, well, maybe we ought to like vet these ideas before we put them into production. And it's like, yeah, you fucking should. So this, I think, had to do with like their investors and stuff, and they were just kind of trying to backpedal a little bit and say, yeah, you're right. We fucked up. So um, I don't This know. statement is fucking stupid, first of all. Yeah. Because right. they're like, what does that mean? Your game has to earn the right to exist. Mm-hmm. It, it, if it doesn't exist, it can't be successful or unsuccessful. Right. So what what... I think so, they're just saying that they say, got to take is, a deep look into the titles before they authorize them for development. Oh, my God. Shocker. Right. This is what happens when you fucking spend billions of dollars on a hundred goddamn studios yeah. and you have and a let them do whatever the fuck blow. they want. Yeah. Right. And you don't you don't like right. watch any of it. Listen to any feedback from the audience or fans or anything. And you're just like, yeah, let's just shit out a bunch of fucking B tier games, and maybe like One's if twenty percent of them are good, then yeah, that's fine. It's like, what? Is, I don't understand what these people are doing. It's, Could you it's imagine really someone like you or me at the helm of a, a fucking billion dollar fucking video game company? Like the shit that that company would be fucking involved in would be so rad. Like I'm not coming up with the games themselves, but I'm the fucking gatepost. Like, you got to clear your idea by me or by Jake, and then it gets made or it doesn't fucking get made. And I think that would be the perfect litmus test for any billion-dollar game. They should just fucking contract us, dude. Embracer, we'll do it. We'll vet your fucking ideas. We'll tell you what's going to (laughs) work. Every game they put out is a third-person fucking action game that plays like Uncharted. (laughs) I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just all these Darkest Dungeon clones. <laughs> Witcher clones. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I This is one of those things like Embracer. You know, I don't want to see anybody fail, but I don't really have a whole lot of sympathy for them and what's going on here. I feel they, bad they for literally, the people that developed fucking Saints Row in a way. But, I mean, they got it. 
I don't know. At what point does an actual video game artist or developer have a say in that office? Like, can they be like, this is a fucking, this shit's not going to fly. It's not going to be good. How do we get that up the ladder but, to the person in charge, right? And, and at what point is like, it too late? Like, who's making the decisions? Because clearly, every, like, literally everybody was like, this is not what people want in a Saints Row game. Mm-hmm. Period. From the day it was fucking announced. Right. People are like, why does this look like Fortnite? Why, you know, like, not to mention it came out broken. So I don't know, I don't know, man. It's, it sucks, but I don't really feel bad when a company that's just throwing billions of dollars around just trying to gobble up the industry is failing because they're just making stupid decisions. I mean, we're some fucking two-bit, shitty-ass rural games podcast living in the middle of fucking nowhere, and we could have told you that half of this shit isn't going to work. Mm. So you got these guys, these suits that ha- that are in control of billions of dollars that don't even play games. They don't know anything. They don't understand anything. Why are they in charge of this shit? Yeah, don't ask I me. I don't know. Man. Don't ask me. I... I know why some of them are in charge of this shit. It's because they fucking know people and they have money and that's how they got to where they got. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these people that run these companies didn't fucking – I mean I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody. But the I don't feel like they were in the trenches for long in these companies, you know, making video games, doing this, that. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't in there long enough. Maybe they don't have a good – you know, I, I think it's possible to be fucking completely lost in – in in your job, um, you know, I could see people that know the job better than than the people who are running running the studio. Just because you start, you know, when you get into management, you start fucking getting like involved in the budgeting, the the fucking managing employees more so than like working the games. And like, I, I would imagine. You just the higher up you go in these studios, and like if you're just like the person who's approving the shit or not approving the shit or the board that's approving the shit, you're so fucking far removed from the actual thing that you don't even know what you're doing. And I don't know, I don't know. It's just my thought process. Then how this yeah, shit probably know. happens, I I don't know. I I just know like in the world that I work in professionally that the 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 people who are higher up the people who are making the big calls have been out of they haven't been doing the job itself for so long that i think the intentions are are altruistic and i think that they want to make things easier and better for everybody but like the decisions they make often are clearly not the best decisions but they think that that's the way to go because they they they're just not part of the picture anymore. But they have all the power, and that's that's the problem. I, and I see that a lot with management and people who just run companies. Um, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. It is what it is. Let's move forward. Everybody that listens to the show knows Jake that you turned me on to uh, Metro, the games. And uh, I'm super excited. 4A Games is apparently targeting a 2024 release date for the sequel to Metro Exodus. 
and they're going to be developing it for next gen consoles. And what they put on the site is that they're going to be um, for Gen Nine consoles is what they wrote. I don't even fucking know what that means. I'm guessing next gen um, mm-hmm. and PC, and uh, they're going to completely be overhauling um, the prior engine and the renderer to take advantage of these new systems. And uh, Metro Exodus looked amazing, and it got an update to run at 60 on the PS5, and it's fucking beautiful. And I know you couldn't really get into the game. I think you had trouble getting into it. I want to see them go back to the tunnels. We've been up. We've been topside. Let's go back in. Let's go back into the metro. That's my take. Yeah, they completely kind of the game completely deviated from where where its roots were. Yeah, and I mean the first game. If you played the original Metro twenty thirty three, it was basically a survival horror game, and it's not anywhere close to that by the time you get to Metro Exodus. So I don't know. It this is cool. I hope that it's a I hope that it's good and uh I look forward to more but I don't really have a whole lot to say about it at this point really. I think there if anyone's played the Metro Exodus game, I think there are elements of survival horror to it for sure. It's just less scary um than the other games, but there's definitely a survival aspect to it. The uh some very fucking memorable moments in Exodus that uh, even still sometimes I think about and uh, it's a great game dude it is good I want to go back and play it I started a playthrough of it again on the PS5 and then they just put it down because I, something else came out or something but I'm excited about that news now Firaxis everybody knows Firaxis studio behind the XCOM games and uh, Marvel Midnight Suns which I will say my brother played Midnight Suns and he really 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 liked it um, Firaxis is seeing an overhaul over there in their studio. The director of both the XCOM Midnight Suns game, Jake Solomon, and the head of the studio, Steve Martin, are leaving Firaxis during the overhaul. Um, taking over the studio head is going to be Heather Hazen. You know, Firaxis did announce they're going to uh, be doing a new Civilization game, which everyone's stoked about. And uh, they're also going to be offering DLC um, post-launch for the Marvel's Midnight Suns. They're still working on that. But Pretty much two of the big head honchos in that studio are just they're leaving. So I My understanding is that my understanding is that Midnight Suns did not sell very well. Right. And so this might be part of the reason for this. The thing that sucks is that my understanding is that Midnight Suns is fucking awesome. Yeah, my brother loved and it. And we both and we both know that XCOM is fucking awesome, even though it gets a little hard, especially XCOM two is pretty hard. They're great games. Um but they're as far if you're talking about turn-based tactical like strategy rpgs they're like the best in the industry yeah the only other studio that's even close is um i can't remember the name of them the, the team that's doing the wasteland games they're the only other team that's even close and obviously you know there's rumors about a, a tactics remake and stuff like that which i guess is you know you can bring them into the ring or whatever but it. I hope that the the poor sales of Midnight Suns didn't result in these people leaving. That that sort of snowballs into the overhaul, making the games worse, which will snowball into the games selling worse. Yeah, which will snowball into the you know you know what I mean. So like I. 
I'm not saying that this Heather Hazen can't do a better job or a worse job or whatever. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying that it would suck for them to change Steve, their direction. These guys, these guys oversaw like some of the best tactics RP, like tactics RPGs ever made, and they're leaving. So you're talking about kind of overhaul is a good word for it because this is this is going to be a different leadership that's completely different than what was successful previously. So we'll see. We never got on console the XCOM game that came out after XCOM 2. What was it War of the Chosen or whatever the fuck it was? After that, yeah, there was uh, – it was about like a, a group of characters that I don't think that you made yourself. I think they were pre-made. XCOM, hmm. God, I gotta, I gotta look it up because I, I, it was on my list and it's on a, it's on PC, but I never had an opportunity to play it. I think it's on Xbox Games Pass, maybe even XCOM. Are you sure it's not War of the Chosen? It wasn't made by Fire Axis, I don't think. Um, it was Chimera Squad. Oh yeah, that was made by, uh, uh, yeah, it was Fire Axis. Developed by Fire Axis, published by Two K. Um. Only available on Windows. So it didn't come out anywhere. Yeah, we didn't get War of the Chosen or Chimera Squad on console. We didn't get War of the Chosen? I don't think so. It's an expansion for XCOM 2. I thought we got that. Yeah, we got it. We got it. It's just an expansion for XCOM 2. Oh, okay. But yeah, Chimera Squad we certainly did not get. And that was a game I really, really wanted to sink my teeth into. I just remember playing XCOM 1 or 2 and I made a character look just like my dad. And it was so weird. It looked just like him, dude. It was so freaking bizarre. Um, but anyways, let's move forward a little bit. So this next one's going to be a quick news point. And then we're almost out of your hair today, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Um, the uh, Remedy, uh, you know, they, they we got an Alan Wake remake and they've been working on Alan Wake 2. Apparently, they've announced that Alan Wake 2 is playable now from beginning to end. So this game's coming right along. I never played the first. I would hope so because I think it's supposed to come out this year. Yeah, so I guess that's good news then. I don't know. I never played the first one. But I just want to let the listeners know if you're interested in that, it's uh, it's not in no man's land and uh, it's on track. And then last news point, And, Jake, I don't know if you're going to be able to find any new games coming out this week or not. Oh, we missed one. We missed one. We missed a news point. I got to get back to it. The next news point, sorry, this is important because I'm a super massive fan. Um, the Devil in Me is the uh, the game, I, the installment of the Dark Dark Pictures Anthology that I didn't didn't play. And uh, they are – it's stupid that it's just a month, but they're giving out a free Friends Pass, pass and a Curator's Cut. Um, it's going to come as a free update. And uh, – the friend pass allows any owner of the game to play the entire game with a friend who doesn't own the game, but it's only valid for a month. It's like, what? You're just trying to spike sales of your game? Like, just make it all the time so that, I mean, if it were all the time, I would probably pick it up, but it's only a month and I don't have time to fucking play a game right now. So Curator's Cut allows people to see the game from a different perspective as well as experience new outcomes. Like I said, I haven't played this one. I do want to play it at some point, but I just wanted to throw that out there. You guys know I like the the Dark Pictures anthology games. Jake, have you what, have you played any of them yet? Nope. Tisk tisk. 
disappointed. You are literally the only person that says that it's awesome. So that's the big reason why I haven't played it, to be honest with you. But you and I have similar tastes. I know, but these games are so hard for me to play nowadays. I don't have an expectation. It's fine. I enjoy them. I'm glad that they're doing them. Let's get on to the next one. Last one is, Jake, you're a huge fan of Psychonauts 2. You talked about how great this game was. Yeah. Double Fine released a 32-part documentary series of making this game. That seems... Is each each part like two minutes long? I have no clue. I didn't look. I didn't look. This was a news point on uh, Push Because if that's the case, it's fucking annoying. Just make like one 60-minute documentary. Probably an hour long. It's 32 hours of making a fucking game. If that's the case, that's actually fucking awesome. But like you have, have time to, to watch it. No one has time to watch that shit. No, I don't have time to watch that kind of shit. But that's cool, though. Psychonauts 2 is amazing. That's one of those. It's like the last. You're not going to get another Double Fine game on PlayStation. They're Xbox Studio now. So if you have any interest at all, Psychonauts 2, act like a character platformer, the game's really fucking good. So go play it. Yeah. Yes. All right. I don't think, with all the PSVR 2 news hitting, um, I don't believe... Oh, here they are. Here are the new games coming this week. I found them. I've got them. I got you guys covered. And, uh, God, there's a lot of fucking games. Did we already... No, we already did this list. Nope. There's no new list. There's no new list, guys. Guys and girls. So, no new games this episode. So, that about wraps everything up, man. And uh, I I gotta find some games to begin with the letter R. Um, but you Jake, want me to read them for you? What I'll read them for you. Game begins with an R. Just give me one, and then we'll put it on the end. Uh, Resident Evil. I already got it. Rage. All right, we're good. I got the other one. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll close things off. Do you have anything you want to end with? Don't forget Octopath Traveler Two is out. I haven't played it. It's on my list. Write in. Did it actually release or is the de- just the demo? No, I think it's out now. Mm, Write in. It's probably awesome. Let us know what you think should happen with VR2. Let us know how much you love our podcast. And uh, J1, I think you're real. I think you're real. So thanks for listening to the podcast, dude. He wrote in again. J1 wrote in again. <laughs> I thought he was a bot. He, he, he changed his name at one point. Um, but, uh, the, the latest comment from J1, and this, this actually sounds like a real, a real comment and, uh, we'll, we'll let it rip after this. We'll close things off. I don't know. He wrote two weird ones. The first one was in a comment on our PS. This is the last of a show, which we've been doing every Monday night. So make sure you tune into that. J1 writes in episode five was sad and amazing of the last of us TV show. You'll you'll both write about the hordes reminding of Days Gone in World War Z. So we talked about how the hordes in episode five seemed like World War Z and Days Gone. But then the the grammar again is a little weird. I'm not picking on you. Like I'm not picking on you, but this is something that a bot would fucking write. I think that's more realistic though. And then Eight hours ago, J1 writes, I put a short up. Are you excited for PSVR 2? And it says, I'm extremely beyond excited for my Sony PSVR 2 and things with it. And a bunch of emojis. You sound like a fucking bot, but 
but you're writing things. I don't know. I and maybe you aren't a bot. I don't know. This is listeners. Is J one a bot? We just fucking respond to J one and see if he writes you back. <laughs> Say something to J one on the YouTube comments and see if he engages in an intellectual conversation with you about a game. I think he's real. I'm pretty sure J one's real, dude. J one, thank you. Bot or not? Are you? Am I bot or not? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of am I hot or not? Am I bot or not? Then that'll be the new fucking thing. Is this a real person or is it a bot? Oh, fuck, dude. The world we're living in. Jake, that's all I got. I don't know. Are you done? Are you done? I'm done. I'm fucking done. I got to upload this. Oh, I'm fucking done. It's been a long podcast and I have not eaten anything today. So I'm going to go eat dinner. So this is then the closing. We're going to close it right here. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in to episode 200. And 64 of PS, this is awesome, a PlayStation podcast. You can tune in every Monday to listen to Jake and I talk shit about things and talk video games. Or if you're a patron of the show for $1 a month, you could probably get this on Sunday evening before it posts for everyone else. Patreon.com slash PS, this is awesome. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Like Rashard, Resident Evil Village, and Rage. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.